Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Green light is on for the Green Light On podcast. Yeah, big edition of the uh, the podcast. Looking back at the launching pad races last Thursday night. Looking ahead to this Thursday night. Huge podcast. Two special guests. We're going to catch up firstly with David Burke, trainer of Pirate Kingsley, who goes around from box number one on Thursday night in the restricted win final. And then we're going to have a chat with Maria Barber, who is fresh off a Metropolitan win last Saturday night at the Meadows with Shine on Mikado. So big, big podcast. Uh, Let's get into it now with the review from last Thursday night. Run of the week. Run of the week or run of the year. Um, Big energy last week. Uh, This was uh, a massive, massive statement run. Jumping from box number one in the launching pad runway final. And I think you'll struggle to find a more impressive win than this. The uh, the WA sprinter now in the uh, the capable hands of Jackie Greeno on the... The push was after the race. Uh, could Big Energy push while wow, she's fast on this run? You'd have to think so. Here he is, Big Energy, emphatic in the runway final. Racing Magic Muffin was a touch slow speed. Big Energy, it's going to lead easily from Promises Broken. Railing was transponder nice and handy. Getting squeezed there was Promises Broken. Went back on top of Flip Your 50. Down the back, it's Big Energy. Two or three lengths in front of Transponder. Extreme Forces up to third. They're four in front of Commander Tommy. They come off the back. It's Big Energy by three. Trying hard, Transponder. Extreme Force ran into the back of it. And Big Energy race clear. Big Energy won the runway by seven over transponder and extreme force commander Tommy I've got to be honest um, I know he, he trialed good at Sandown Park but that was probably exceeding expectations what he did 28 and 92 yeah 28 92 504 52 they are group class sections maybe even a bit more than group class sections so Serious Greyhound, one to follow, no doubt about that big energy. Uh, he might well have just labelled himself as a, as a genuine superstar of the sport. Um, he's only just over uh, two and a bit years of age, so he's still young, he's still on the up, he's lightly raced, and he's got uh, a heap of upside, no doubt about that. That was big energy in the runway final. Mapunga Warrior took out the Easter gift last week. He is just in a purple patch of form at the moment. Evergreen Sprinter um, doesn't know how to run a bad race. The seventh, make no promise. You just feel like the Bartolos deserve to win some sort of feature throughout the launching pad with the strong hand that they went into the series with. So that was a good win from box number six. And then the launching pad itself, this was a mouth-watering race. Trooper and Trappeteers in the driving rain go 1-2 in the 2023 launching pattern. What an amazing race this was. Racing. Starline Express began brilliantly from the centre and is going to lead easily. Medior Manelli got a lovely run across to second. Railing was dragging in. Up to fourth was Al's Entity. Behind them was Trappeteers. On its inside was Trooperteers as they run down the back from Dundee Rebel and Victor Alby. They pack right up. Medior Manelli. They jammed around the outside and charging to the lead was Trooper. Trooperteers has dashed for home. Up to second was Trappeteers. It's a tears, Quinella. Trooperteers wins it over Trappeteers. Third, it'll be Meteor Manelli. An amazing effort for the style of race that it is, the launching pad, buy-in tickets, to then go through the series, make all of the 
the rounds, end up in the final. Quinella the race, Trooper and Trappeteers, extraordinary effort. Rob Britton, Tim Britton, the whole Britton team, owners, everybody involved. Well done. Unbelievable to uh, to pull that off with two greyhounds and then run the Quinella in the final. Hard luck stories. Meteor Manelli, unlucky. Starline Express, I don't think handled how wet it was at Sandown Park on Thursday night when leading through that first corner. Alzantity was going to win down the back straight before being held up. And Dragon Inn was the other one that could have won uh, with a touch of luck and clean running off the back straight. So it was a race full of hard luck stories. The story, though, at the end was how good Trooper and Trapper Tears are. And Rob Britton, he is just an unbelievable trainer. And again, another feature race win for him. Thursday's preview. So from last Thursday night to this Thursday night, let's find some winners. Race one, I like flip your 50 on top here, number four. Uh, I think speed maps into this okay. Very, very good form line beaten four lengths by Big Energy two starts ago. The fact that the connections had a crack at the launching pad with this dog sort of tells you um, just what ability he has. So I'm pretty keen on him, race one, number four. Race number two, I like three feather nest on top. $12, the early price in the watchdog form guide. Um, I think if he comes out at that, he is a genuine chance to run well. Race two, number three, or at least she is a genuine chance to run well. The daughter of Bernardo, owned by Desi Douch, raced by Don Hay at Mafra. They tell me Don's a very, very, very good trainer as well. Race number three, I'm with Belvile Lynn. I never thought he'd win a race, and then he bobbed up at Ballarat two starts ago, and his run was elite last week. Needs luck, but he, he's a very, very good dog, and maybe now that he's remembered how to win two starts ago at Ballarat, he can rack up another one here. Race four, I'm going with Cruise Mode on top. I think she's just uh, desperately needing this type of distance range and maybe beyond now. Um, I think she'll do her best racing when she lands in front through the first couple of hundred metres, and I think she may do that here. Race number five, um, restricted win final, one to six win final. Great prize money up for grabs here. Uh, I'm going Minta Frost in box number two. I think he's he's able to win sitting off the tempo, sort of within the top two or three, and he's also able to win if he lands in front, which I think he's a chance of doing. So I like him, race five, number two, Minta Frost. We're going to have a chat with David Burke, trainer of Pirate Kingsley, in just a moment. Race six, one of the harder races of the night, and I've gone value here. Again, we're going to have a chat with Maria Barber, who's got the eight. They also put the polish on number one, Aussie Bear. But I'm going the five galloping speed. Will be a big price. He's a veteran campaigner, and he likes it here at Sandown Park. So I'm happy to go race six, number five. Race seven, um, I'm tipping one, my Neo. But I think he's a big chance of dragging Black Sail and Peacock into this race. It's a strong free-for-all, uh, a deep race with, with class from inside to out. So I'll go with the red, my Neo. But there's definitely dangers in the race. Race number eight. Uh, dirt farmers just relishing the uh, the staying ranks, the staying form and staying distance, and there's no reason why he can't win again. Uh, race number nine, one of the harder races of the night. I'll go with Ahana sit down on top. I just like the Sandown Park form from her, and if she lands in front, she can run well. Uh, race number 10, the right race now, I think, for Ride the Thunder. Uh, form's tapered off a little bit from what he is able to do, but going into last year's Melbourne Cup, I think Jason Adams said on this podcast he was his long-range tip to win the Melbourne Cup. So that's the sort of promise he's had and expectations. So maybe he can bounce back here off the inside draw. 
Kanji Tanks, the other one, although drawn awkwardly, was a big win at the Meadows last time after we gave a, a massive push for him. So uh, I don't know if this is the right race for Kanji Tanks. So I'll go with Ride the Thunder. Um, on then to race number 11, uh, tough, tough race. Not too sure how to play this. I might even just have a place bet on number four, Jai's Jet. Um, he's never too far away from them. And race 12, I like the red hierarchy. Uh, oh, look, he's, he's going to have to lead establish a break on them. But I think from box number one, he's going to have every chance to do that. So I've made him one of the the better each-way bets of the night because I think he will lead race 12, number one. Hunters, punting club. Now, because of that early pace, I'll have uh, $10 each-way on race 12, number one, hierarchy. And we'll end the punters punting club with race one, number four, flip your 50, the rest on an each-way basis for me. So they're the two each-way plays. Gamble responsibly, of course. Uh, chances are you're going to lose. 1-800-858-858. I'm going with flip your 50 each-way and race 12, uh, number one, hierarchy. Inside Info. Let's turn our attention now to Inside Info, my favourite segment on the podcast. And we're going to take a look at Sandown Park Race 5, number one uh, in the restricted win final. And it's a greyhound by the name of Pirate Kingsley who's landed two Metropolitan restricted win finals in the last month. He's shooting for his third restricted win final in a month. He's drawn the cherry once again and he's trainer David Burks ready for a chat on the podcast. Berkey, what's news, mate? Uh, not a lot. Uh, yeah, just... Getting him ready for Thursday night, and uh, hopefully he can uh, jump out and uh, yeah, and be competitive. He uh, he wasn't too good on Thursday night. He just uh, was a little bit slow early, but uh, as we um, as we've spoken about, and as you can see in his races, he uh, he does he jumps out really well, and then uh, takes a few strides to get going. But um, yeah, if he jumps out and, and holds his ground, then he he should be hard to. Uh, Hard to beat, but uh, he's, he's, he's got to do it all right. So yeah, He's yeah. Got, uh, got the red again. He's uh, shooting for his third straight uh, Metropolitan restricted win final. And, and every single time he's been lucky enough to draw the red. So going into this final, a little bit of deja vu must give you some confidence. Yeah, I think I, um, I think you told me a way of getting him into box one and I took <laughs> that on board and... Uh, <laughs> And <laughs> it's worked ever since. So yeah, I've taken I've taken some advice off you. Well, mate, I, th- I think we've had two box ones in about the last hundred and fifty starts. So I'm not sure where you got the advice from, but uh, I've only had two. There's a third one now. So that's all yeah. you need, though, isn't it? It's all you need. But <laughs> exactly. uh, he's he's starting to really develop. This boy. Um, I've, I've seen him on a on a personal basis when I've been trialing a couple of hours at Sandown Park. You were trialing Pirate Kingsley, and it just looks like since he's been back in your kennel, he's, he's progressed, and now he's starting to. He's probably showing a little bit more early burn and then stepping up to 600 metres, that, that's going to give him that, I guess, positioning, that early tempo to be on speed, which, again, would give you a little bit of confidence going into this run. Yeah, that's it. Um, he was down at rounds for his, uh, his, his, his first half a dozen starts or 10 starts. And um, with that, he was um, he basically drew box eight about five out of the 10 starts. So it was always a bit of a worry. He jumps out good and then, you know, he struggles to get across, you know, struggles to get to the lead. Lot, lot different dog if he gets to like any dog if they get in, get on the bunny. So, yeah, no, he'll um, yeah. And then when I got him, I was just lucky enough to draw a couple inside boxes. So, yeah. Tell me a little bit about your involvement in the sport, mate. I've known you for a couple of years, mainly racing dogs up the straight at Hillsville. But where did it uh, begin for you the uh, the journey in greyhound racing? Yeah, we started off uh, early doors when uh, a few mates and I went up to Hillsville when we were eighteen. So, it's a couple of years ago. 
and uh, we we brought a dog at the track. His name was uh, Try to Fly, and um, uh, there was an announcement over the well, caller called it and said, "Oh, number eight in this race is for sale," and uh, he came last, and uh, and we paid about ninety three dollars between the three of us for him. So we put him in the back of the XF Falcon and. Um, and drove him home, and the old man said, you're not keeping this dog here, get rid of him, and uh, took it to the girlfriend's house. He held for the first two nights. They made it to get rid of him, and anyway, long story short, he ended up at uh, Joe and Bev Smith's in Baronia. We formed a good relationship and, and had a uh, two or three dogs with them, so that was it, was it was great. As youngsters, we loved it, yeah, and, did you, and that got us hooked, did yeah. You, did you ever think these years later, mate, you'd been well and truly, uh, look, at least a... Uh, a full-time hobbyist trainer, you've you've got a good kennel in work, and you're putting a lot of time into the dogs. Uh, we've we've had a we've had a uh, had a few dogs with uh, Jeff Mitchell early doors and that, and um, you know he, um, he he was always always good to be with, and um, we had a we had a uh, we had a fair few dogs at one stage, and um, yeah, we had a couple of okay ones. Saint Assassin was a, was a half reasonable one. And, and a couple others which he sold on, but uh, yeah, no, it was, it was it's it's been a, it's been a good journey. We've always been in there, always owned them or that, but just never trained them, and just got back into it um, during COVID, trying to get the kids off the iPads. I said to him, if I get a couple of dogs and or buy a couple of pups and we rear them, you know, will you do the work and uh, get up each morning and night? And they said yes, and that lasted about three days. <laughs> so from then on, we've. <laughs> We've got the bug back. So, uh, yeah. it, must, it must be refreshing and nice because your whole family is involved in the sport. You've got the young bloke Brody, the daughters as well, and, and even your better half. They they all get involved in the racing, so it's something you can you can really share as a family, a, a sport, a hobby that you all enjoy. Yes, that that's true, but they are all at different levels, and it ranges from older to lower in in Brent probably um, enthusiasm, so <laughs> it, it, it does vary with age. But uh, no, they're, they're, everyone's a help. Tan, Britt, they're the two mainstays. The other two would sort of hang her on us, so, yeah. No. So the, the young bloke, uh, Brody, he's sort of one that just jumps on when they're going real well. He'll, he'll be at Sandown, won't he, on Thursday night in the big No, spot. he won't be. No, he'll be, uh, he'll be too busy wondering what car He's trying to buy off, um, you know, marketplace. You know, he's 16 going on 35. He wants yeah. a $50,000 first car. So. Does, does the old man sling him a bit of extra cash if the dog wins on Thursday night? Because he might turn out then. Um, he, he won't get any of it because he's done no work for the last six months. So, <laughs> <laughs> ah, That's brilliant, mate. That is absolutely brilliant. Uh, just quickly as I let you go, what what do you make of the race itself? You've mentioned Minter Frost, a bit of a danger in box number two. Do you see the race playing out a certain way on Thursday night? I just think uh, Moore's dog was a good um, uh, a good run the other night too, lead and strong. So uh, he's, he's probably he's, he's another danger. But look, to be honest with you, he's probably uh, he he has to do everything absolutely right. He has to jump out, you know, land in front and hold his ground to probably to be a chance. To be honest with you, you and, know what I mean. And mate, what's so. the what's the dream for you in Greyhound Racing? You 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 spent plenty of years as a as an owner. You've taken the next step as a trainer, and you, you're getting plenty of winners. Um, what what's the what's the dream? I guess the goals that you set over the next few years in Greyhound Racing as a trainer. Probably like uh, most other people to try and win a half a decent race. The first one was to get a city winner, which was we've we've finally got one. Um, but yeah, like anything decent that we, we either give to Tomo or 
or, or someone like that, like Pirate Pete was one of our good ones we had home here. And, um, yeah, so maybe just just good getting rearing a couple of dogs and uh, and um, and passing them on if they're any good, to be honest with you. And, you know and last I mean? last question, mate. You're a, you're a business owner, I believe. You work pretty hard. How, how do you find juggling training? And we, we see a lot of people doing it, training greyhounds as a hobby as well as, you know, running an own running your own business and working effectively. Yeah, well... I'm a builder and um, COVID was a big help to it because, you know, like it sort of shortened our, our days down a bit. But uh, without without the family involvement, there's no hope in, in the world to be able to do it. So, you know, I mean, one out, I don't know. I see some of these trainers kicking around. They're, they're one out. I really don't know how they do it. And they've got half a dozen dogs or so. It's, it's, it's a huge effort. You know, I take, take me hat off to them, to be honest with you. Good luck with everything moving forward. Pirate Kingsley to get the job done. It would be a great story if he could make it three restricted win series finals in a month, all from box number one. Just keep drawing the red, mate. Let me know how you do it, all right, Berkey? No worries, mate. I'll, I'll, I'll just send that thing you sent back to me. <laughs> Good on you, all mate. Right. All the Cheers. best. Bye. Inside Info. Inside info number two for this episode of the Green Light on Premier Racing podcast. And we're about to have a chat with a trainer who's fresh off a metropolitan win. Uh, Shine on Mikado was the greyhound who got the job done at the Meadows last Saturday night for trainer Maria Barber. And she's here. She's been waiting to come on the podcast for a long time. And we finally got her. Maria, what's going on? <laughs> I hope they Jade, you're right there. Uh, yeah, not too much. Um, still smiling from our win the other night, which, um, yeah, few and far behind. <laughs> we don't get very many in the city, so, yeah, we're, we're pretty happy with her. Yeah. Hey, it's nice to get that Metropolitan win, no doubt. Uh, talk us through the, the run of Shine on Mikado, but before you do that, actually, let's have a listen to the concluding stages of last Saturday night because I'm sure you will have enjoyed this. It's going well, turning for home, goes a little deep, but it doesn't matter. Shine on Mikado, home over Aston Sunset. There we go, Shine on Mikado, it doesn't matter, going wide, said Dan Hibbert, uh, raced on to win. Talk us through the run last Saturday night and what it was like behind the boxes. Oh, yeah, um, I, what I wanted for her to do was to jump, which she did, um, and she um, got us a little bit of a bump on the first turn, I thought, just push through, just keep pushing through, and she did. And once she led, I thought, there's really not that much behind her that could run a down line. I know she um, didn't run any great times, but she she's pretty strong in the run, so we thought we were pretty much home. Yep. Three starts ago now, she ran behind Pandemic at Sandown Park. Pandemic then went to the Meadows, and I think ran a a massive race. It might have been last, not Saturday gone, the Saturday before, was ran down. Um, I think it was Valor Bale who, who eventually got to Pandemic late. I'm not sure if you looked at that form reference going into last week, but there is strength around the form of Shine on Mikado, even going into last Saturday night's win. Yeah, yeah, there has been. She, um, she's just been drawing so badly at Sandown. Um, even this Thursday, she's drawn the eight again. Um, where she really needs to be on the inside, but um, we just can't seem to draw a box at Sandown. We keep getting eights and sevens and just nowhere next to the feet. I think we did draw one to the fence, but she actually missed the start. She um, hadn't played up that night, but, yeah, she kept drawing out wide. But we wish that she was in Aussie Bear's box and Aussie Bear was out in the eight, which would make us very, very happy, but anyway... 
It's funny that it, it, goes. it does happen that way sometimes. You've got Aussie Bear, uh, Paul Jones, your uh, partner training that from box number one. Uh, form maybe not as good as Shine on Mikado, and that makes me think that you guys, you train together, so you're obviously putting the slower dogs in Paul's name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not really. <laughs> It sounds that way. There was there was no uh, there was no argument. So uh, obviously we don't back the dogs in Paul Jones's name and just jump on the Maria Barber dogs. But Aussie Bear, look, what what do you make of, of his chances? He's coming up for start number sixty. He's only won three of them, but um, he has got a decent record at Sandown Park, and his PB was thirty four seventy nine when he won there uh, back in uh, September last year. So even though he's probably going to be up against it and you'd much prefer him in box eight, Sean or Mikado to jump from the cherry. You just never know at this corner start in town. Yeah, yeah. He, he's capable. He's very capable, but he, he's a really – he's just a one-pace dog. Um, we, we thought, actually, he might go a little bit more distance, but I think I did try him, but, no, he failed dismally. But um, he, he's capable of, of winning um, or giving a good race. But he's just got to jump and and get in front. If he gets in front, he may show something. But I'd rather, as I said, I'd rather her in the red and him out wide. But anyway, yeah, well, nothing that's we can how do. It goes. There's nothing we can do about that. We've uh, we've got to accept how the uh, the cards are dealt this time around. For you, Maria, what's uh what's your favourite track that you like racing at? Because you are a trainer that it is happy to travel. Yeah, I don't mind travelling at all. Actually, I love it. I love my own company. I like. <laughs> Driving around to all the different tracks. Um, I haven't really got a favourite one, to tell you the truth. Um, yeah, I've not really got a favourite track at all. I know um, Warrigal, it's not, uh, it's not my favourite track because I don't win there very often. Um, Hillsville, I don't mind. Trelgan, I don't mind. Um, yeah. I haven't really got a favourite one, James, to what be about, honest. What about the Meadows after last Saturday night? You must you must half like <laughs> the Meadows now. <laughs> uh, I love going to the Meadows to troll, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'll have to put that up the top now as one of my favourite tracks. Um, I haven't really got a favourite track, to tell you the truth. Over the years you've been involved, uh, who do you reckon would be the best greyhound you've trained? Uh, oh... Um, I think the one with the most potential um, was a little dog called, uh, let me see, I can't even remember who it was now. <laughs> you ask these funny questions. Um, <laughs> I know you had you had a really nice uh, staying greyhound a couple of years ago. Uh, that's him. That's the that's one I'm the trying one. to think I, of. I, yeah. I have to search that to try and remember the name, but uh, he, was, <laughs> he was a Mikado and he was as strong as the... The day was long. You're a little bit like me, Maria. You've also sold a couple of pups that have uh, gone on to be really nice dogs as well. Yes, we have. Yeah, yeah. Peter Gallo, one of them, um, and Papa Gallo, another one. <laughs> yeah, we we seem to sell um, sell or give away the good ones, and um, 
keep the um, average ones for ourselves. But, <laughs> that's, anyway. the way, that's the way it normally goes. But, but we, uh, we think we've brought a pretty good one off you yeah, at well, the that, moment, that's, James. That's normally what happens. And I have heard some raps from the breakers that there is a little Bernardo Van Evie pup uh, raced by the Maria Barber team that is uh, that is breaking in very, very nicely. And as I said yep. a moment ago off air, Maria, look, it's, it's something uh, not only you, but we also do. We seem to be able to sell a very quick pup and, and, and keep the slower ones. But uh, that, that is the, the great joy of, of greyhound breeding. But I will say from a, from a breeder's perspective, um, and it would have, I've got no doubt, been the same for you with, with Papa and Peter Gallo when, when they were racing. You have such a, such a bond with those greyhounds, even though you sold them and there's literally no financial reward when you see these greyhounds. It's almost a little bit like being a, a proud parent, just sitting there and going, you know, we bred that litter and, and have a look at this greyhound go on to, to be something. And Billy's Bake was one a few years ago for us that we sold as a pup and, and back then he was racing in group races and I think he won the, may well have been either the Association Cup or a race like that in Sydney. And it, and it was a great thrill for us, even though financially there was, there was absolutely no reward or incentive. That's right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I followed Peter Gallo. Every every race he had, we we watched him or or, or watched him on the racetrack or watched him on television. Yeah, we um followed him greatly. And he was a flying dog. Um, yeah, it's just um we were very happy for Gary. Very happy for Gary to have brought that pup off us. Yeah, we'd love him back in our kennel, but it wasn't to be. But anyway, no. Oh, no well, you might you might have your chance now to turn the tables and, and uh, with this little Bernardo pup go on to, to do some great things. What what would be the things you'd love to achieve in greyhound racing, races that you'd love to win? Is there anything that stands out? I know everyone says a Melbourne Cup, um, but um, look, just any any group race of one, two or three <laughs> would be really, really nice. Um, just to have a, I don't know, just to have a um, a dog that you've bred or own when, when a, a group race would be absolutely amazing. It would just be life-changing, wouldn't it, really? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's it's all about chasing the dream and, and accomplishing a dream as well. So good luck with everything moving forward, Maria. It's been great to, to have a chat on the podcast and, and look after that little boy of ours that we uh, we sold with the Bernardo <laughs> pup. And uh, we might be chatting in about 12 months when he's cleaned up and won a Melbourne and Australian Cup double. We can, we can only hope and cross those fingers. <laughs> we might meet you there too, James. <laughs> Well, that's it for this podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it. Been a long one. It's been a deep dive type of podcast. Until next time, punters, uh, safe travelling and, of course, happy punting.